So let me tell you a story. I didn't want this to keep going on forever, but the sleeping story, like, yeah. So she doesn't always sleep through the night, Stella. Like a lot of times yeah. she gets up and she needs us to be there when she pees for some reason in the middle of the night, which is fine. I don't mind. Um, but she had one <coughs> night where she was real bad. Like not, she wasn't bad. She just couldn't sleep. She kept waking up. Yeah. The third time though, because like it just kept making me more and more tired. Like usually I wake up the minute she walks in the room. Like I hear the door and I'm awake. Right. Um, yeah. But like the third time it was like three in the morning. I didn't wake up like just cause I had already woken up twice. I was super tired. And every time you wake up with her, you have to go sit back in her room in the chair until she falls asleep. So, yeah. So it was like, it was like just half hour chunks in the night that, I just had to sit in there and be awake. So so I didn't wake up the third time. She gets into bed. Well, she had pulled her pull-up off uh, in the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Then she got into bed. She crawled into bed. Uh, she did not wake either one of us up. She just crawled into bed, crawled up onto my back, fell asleep, and just pissed all over me in the middle of the night. Like What in the actual Just ass? urine everywhere. <laughs> Like, like, it's one of those stories that I'm like, uh, this is the cautionary tale for, for, for parents. Like, like, I'm going to tell you all the good stuff you want me to tell you, but I'm also going to tell you about this time when after three times in the middle of the night, she woke up, she just crawled up onto me and just peed all over me in the sleep. Uh, and I woke up thinking I had pissed myself. Like it was terrible. <laughs> like I just oh, woke up cold God. and the entire bed was soaked and I'm like, what happened? And then she's on me and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. Just, it's okay. Just you get in the shower and I'll get it. And you're just, you're totally tired. It's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. <laughs> oh my. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good, it's not great, horrible gaming podcast, it's not even what you would call fair, it's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. You have decided for whatever reason to tune back into another horrible gaming podcast with me, as always, is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. Guys, we are back, but before we get into the show, uh, we need to do some disclaimers and credits. The number one disclaimer is we do the best we can with this, but uh, at this current moment, we are not receiving any money for it. So uh, you're going to hear my kid in the background on a tablet, and uh, who knows what else. Uh, just bear with us. The It's called Horrible for a Reason. Uh, as far as credits go, if you are watching this on YouTube, you have noticed some nifty, fancy, original uh, graphics. Uh, those were done by Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, the theme song to this show and all of our shows here at Old Man Gaming are done by Nick Van Sliders. And we thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us... To the top of the show, our first segment, probably our most favorite, Fan Traction. That's where we talk to you guys, the fans. We use your comments to decide the horrible arena from last week. Uh, we read your comments, uh, as many of them as we can, out on the air, and we respond to them. Uh, we just talk to you guys. We open a dialogue. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, if you guys want to get in on it, you can get in on it anywhere, uh, Discord, Facebook, or the YouTube show itself. So let's start off with the bad thing, the thing that's going to make me a little bit upset. Uh, Kayla voted for Neil. My vote is for Neil this week. Uh, and then Kev Tutal said, uh, in the end, I did prefer Neil's game, Point Tiny Wizard. Um, so you win, even though there's no way you should have won that, but congratulations. Hey, thanks, folks. Put so much work into that espionage game. So much work. I tell you what pisses me off, too, is it was Logan's suggestion, dude didn't even vote. Nice. Oh, Logan. Yeah, you punk, punk-ass B. Uh, now I gotta find it. Uh, I gotta find our scores here. So that puts you up to nine to my four. What's even the point of getting out of bed? Uh, <laughs> okay, so, uh, then we, then we go into just talking. Kev Tutal, Neil's idea to run the buff idea off view count uh, less viewers get stronger buffs would get the viewers to spread out and find more interesting players instead of focusing uh, focusing the fans on just a few elite players. Uh, not That's my true. vote. So he posted twice. He had to just like say a thing about yours, <laughs> then think about it and give you your vote. <laughs> um, so then uh, Kev Tuta also said, Switch 2.0 needs a 1080p screen at least. The current screen already looks dated. Also, some form of mobile data besides Wi-Fi needs to be added. Yeah, I think that's a tall order, honestly. What do you I say? mean, they did it. They did it with the PlayStation Vita, but how widely it was used, I don't know. Like, myself personally, I would much rather use the hotspot on my phone mm. and use my phone's data than to get a separate data plan just for my gaming console. I, but that's just me. I, while I agree with you, I would prefer that. I think if you're, if you are transitioning to moving those ports into a cloud-based, uh, uh, cloud-based kind of streaming situation, like with control and Hitman. Uh, if yeah. that really is their plan to keep up with some of the other systems, then they're definitely going to need more options uh, on the internet space, you know? Very much so. Very much so. Uh, Kev Tutal then continues, uh, Yes, the PlayStation recording is player-initiated. Someone has to report you. It's not like the tickets for swearing in Demolition Man, though we all need to learn how to use the three seashells. Which is funny. It's a it's an old man reference right there. I'm sure that's, Neil has not seen that movie. I was literally just about to say that's one that's on my list. Guess what? I I, I own it. Do you? Have I will it? own it. To I'm you. sure. You know, side. This is movie talk corner. You okay. know what I've been uh, what I've been watching lately. I've been going back through and watching the Naked Gun movies. Those movies are great. I love Leslie Nielsen is a gem and I miss him. Yes. Yeah. Those are great movies. Those are absolutely great movies. You know, that actually was based off a TV show. Really? Yeah. Called the files of police squad. And it had Leslie Nielsen in it too. It only had like two seasons and it was nowhere near as popular as the movies. I don't know why I got a movie, but like, yeah. Um, okay. So Player initiated three seashells, Demolition Man. I will loan you Demolition Man. As far as the recording being player initiated, okay, sure. Uh, but, I mean, 
I don't know. I haven't done enough research on it, and that's on me. But I want a direct article that says this is only going to be player-initiated because I don't necessarily trust that technology. I... Uh, again to go back to it like i don't it's not the player initiated part that i don't trust it's the algorithmic sort of right analysis that i don't trust because vocal patterns i mean things do a pretty good job at picking up vocal patterns as it is but my car has android auto and if i'm listening to a podcast and there is anything at all that has the ooh sound in it it stops everything and starts listening to me. Right. So, I mean, right. it's just like, okay, like maybe not. So like in that regard, yeah, I, I'm not that really keen on the analysis of it. I mean, at least you can still say, Hey, I didn't actually say this stuff, whatever, and contest it with a human. And then I'm sure, of course, unless you actually did say some stupid stuff right. at that point, you'll get cleared. But right. I, you know, the other thing is, uh, is it better or worse that it's player initiated? You know, like, is somebody going to just report me because I won, you know? Yeah, and that's going to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, they can report all day, every day, just because somebody wins. But if there's nothing in the vocal patterns that was said that like okay. brings up then like yeah i'm still i'm still very nervous about it i guess like like this is all stuff that we're saying that we think it is but we haven't actually seen it in action and i i really i wouldn't say i'm looking forward to it. i'm interested to see how this actually plays out in real time you know right um then kev too tall says the most kev too tall section yay kev traction yes this was definitely kev traction episode uh, he then added, you only get that extra hour if she sleeps until the same time. If normally eight, she now wakes at seven. You didn't get the extra hour. Laugh out loud. All right. Kev is directly referring <laughs> to the cold open when we were talking about daylight savings time and the fact that um, I get an extra hour because my kid will sleep to the time. So I'm going to do kid corner for a second. Okay. There are very few things that I will say I do right as a parent. Most of the time, I'm pretty sure I'm doing everything wrong. Um, But I'm going to tell you two absolute number one facts that work as a parent, and I'm pretty sure will work with most kids. Number one, everything they tell you, take it with a grain of salt because your kid is going to be different than any other kid that is out there. So like some of the stuff they tell you that the kid, like terrible twos and all the like, this, the information you get fed about how kids are going to be and how they're going to eat and how they're going to sleep, some of that's going to be true. Some of it's going to be not because every kid is like a freaking snowflake. Like my kid was very easy to sleep. Like we had very easy nights with my kid for the most part. Other kids, not so much. Uh, you know, they're, but my kid had issues as well, you know. So here's the thing, though. The one thing that you need to do If you're a parent, if you're a new parent out there, try with all your might to put the kid on a schedule, okay? And what I mean by that is my kid very rarely sleeps in, like almost never sleeps in. I set an alarm and I wake up the same time every day and I wake her up at that time every day. 
it just keeps her on this schedule through the whole day. It means I kind of know when the nap coming. It means I kind of know if she's going to go to sleep at night. Everything. Like, I'm telling you, it's the one thing that you can control that is the way to go. Just, like, not with newborns. Don't do that shit with newborns. Just let them sleep. But, I mean, when the kid is a kid, just every day, hey, it's 7.30, time to get up. Because then she will sleep in, Kev, because I'm not waking her up at that hour. Okay? That's my that's my one parenting advice ever. I mean, as an adult too, uh, that also works. <laughs> <laughs> you get fair. up, you get up at your normal normal time, normal hour, and then uh, at least in my own personal experience, somewhere between two and five is definitely nap time. <laughs> uh, that's that's my wife on the weekends. She's she's a napper. I can't nap, man. I can't nap at all. I need to. Be, I used to be able to. I can not so much. Anymore. I need to be absolutely exhausted to fall asleep like absolutely the most tired i can be to actually fall asleep i need to be able to crawl into bed lay down and just immediately unconscious if i'm not tired enough to do that i'm not going to bed i just might as well stay awake and be tired the next day probably contributes to a lot of my psychosis but (laughs) (laughs) i mean it it takes me a hot minute to fall asleep sometimes i mean i'm also an extremely light sleeper like the tiniest sound, the tiniest bit of light, like sometimes we'll go to bed and if I have to be up in the morning for inventory or whatever, my wife will lay there and she'll have her uh, phone on and the brightest, uh, not the brightest, the dimmest setting, just like scrolling on Reddit or something. <laughs> but I can, with my eye, eyes closed, still see it. <laughs> and of course, like, if it's That's if rough. there's a storm outside, anything like that, like any tiny itty bitty sound, like that's it, game over. But well, again, I, I would not it, say that I am as light a sleeper as you, but my wife sleeps with the TV on, and I can't do that. So like, oh no. Mm-mm. So like for me, it's kind of like I've kind of found this trick where uh, she goes to bed right when I when when we put Stella down. And then what I try and do is stay awake at least until she has fallen asleep and then try to get into bed <laughs> quiet enough so that she doesn't wake up and turn the TV back on. <laughs> that's the trick. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's well, that's rough. All right. Well, that is fan interaction for this week. I think we can move on to our first talking point. No, I want to ask a question. Can I ask a question? Yeah, you totally can. Yay. Um, this it, is just like, I just made it optional. We didn't, we, we don't have to not do it. I just, I yeah, just made it optional. no, I just, I actually have one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ask. So now that the reviews for the next generation consoles are coming out and we're, we're probably going to address this a little bit later too. Uh, one of the features that's going to be on the, uh, PlayStation five at a system level from what I understand is the ability to default, uh, captions, on games and i know myself i'm probably gonna have that turned on almost all the time Damn because i always have captions on on my cut first thing i do just because i yeah like so like what about you guys do you do you always go for captions or is it like nah it just gets in the way i want to watch what's going on in these cutscenes. yeah captions or no i would like to hear that too because i always turn on captions even when i'm playing alone just because 
because the the cut scenes are so much like you work for them. It's not like a movie that you just put in. So like like you work to get to those cutscenes. I don't want to miss any lines of dialogue at all. You know. Right. Absolutely. So if I'm reading along, I know I'm getting every piece of information I need. So yeah, I'd love to hear that too. What other people think if they if they turn on the captions or not. Um, all right, guys, we'll answer that question anywhere it is, and we'll read it out next week. Uh, so let's go hit our first talking point. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first talking point, uh, and that is N7 Day happened for all you Mass Effect fans out there, uh, and uh, it was finally announced we are getting a legendary collection, the first three Mass Effect games all in one, uh, sometime coming in spring 2021, from what I understand. Thank you for the for the window, not the actual date, because um, that's not coming until summer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we got that. We also got told that there is a team working on another Mass Effect entry into the main, uh, into the main series, but we didn't get told really much more than that. Um, okay, so uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to argue about this a little bit, which is annoying, but Neil, take it away. All right, well, I... Before I say anything, I want to say that I am a fan of the series. <laughs> I enjoy the series. I like it. I'm glad that this has been formally announced. But it, it was the absolute bare minimum that they could have done. This game, theoretically, before it got bumped back, you know, because it got delayed before it even got announced, however that works, was supposed to be out this year. We didn't get anything other than just like a scrolling shot of people's faces and what the cover is basically going to look like. We didn't get confirmation of DLC, no like HD upresed graphics, like no confirmation of anything. Literally, hey, this is a game, which we all knew it was a game anyways, and we were just waiting for you guys to make it official. I would have expected there to be some sort of something along the lines with it, but there wasn't. And I think that on its own was a huge letdown. Um, I did not catch the part where they had said that they're working on a new entry in the series, yes. which that's exciting. I, uh, I hope it's good. Uh, <laughs> I do, but just on a side note, I do love when the two of us know we're going to argue about something because it's like it's like we're going whenever we're talking it's like all right well i'm going to say this thing now he's yeah. going to say this thing like it's great it's absolutely great um neil you got to just eat your cake man like like if i if i called you up all right and i was like hey man i'm going to make you a cake and you were like that's great thanks i was like okay and then i didn't i didn't make you a cake right away i didn't i didn't come with the cake and then you were like, all right, well, maybe he isn't making me a cake. And then I called you two months later, and I was like, hey, hey, Neil, I'm going to make you a cake. And you were like, you kind of already said you were making a cake. And I was like, I know, I know, but I'm making you a cake. Okay, all right. And then, like, two more months went by, and you're like, okay, he's really not making me a cake. Where's my cake? Whatever. I don't care anymore. And then I just showed up at your house and gave you cake. Are you going to eat the cake? You're going to eat the cake because the cake's good. I mean – 
yeah, I'm going to eat the cake, but I'm also very confused as to <laughs> why it is that you called me multiple times over multiple months to let me know that cake is coming at some point. Uh, because I mean, I don't think, well, and that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that one. But I, I, I mean, it got announced, man. We're getting a legendary collection. And personally, you know, I think they put it off because they didn't want to release it before the next systems came out. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I, I just, I think I'm they now were going to put it your... out this year, and then they, like, I don't think it's done, but I think they were going to put it out this year, and then they found out about the new systems, and they were like, oh, okay, let's take a chill pill because we don't want to be in there. You know, I think it's more so along the lines to go back to your analogy that you, I watched you go get all the ingredients to make cake. <laughs> And I assume that cake is going to happen. I know cake is going to happen, but it's just a matter of when cake is going to happen. And especially given the fact we thought we were going to get it last year. I mean, but they uh, never I mean, actually I, said 2021. No, but Nobody actually no, said anything. They just said they, they basically just alluded to the fact. I, honestly, my analogy is wrong. It would have been more like me winking at you while I was buying materials, but never actually telling you I'm baking a cake. <laughs> like, and sending you text pictures of the ingredients in the cake. And then like, what the... Guess what I'm doing later. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it's like, are you making a cake? And then me just not responding. Like, I, I don't feel... I would feel much more angry, and I'd be much more upset if they had said like, it's coming out September 2021. And then they just ghosted us and then didn't say anything, you know. And then all of a sudden it was like, it's coming out this time, you know. I, They didn't, though. They never actually told us it was coming out until just now. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going back to this cake analogy, though. I, I'm having because... fun with the cake analogy, too. <laughs> I'm trying to keep because... tying it in so that people don't because like listen now... <laughs> at the wrong part and be like, why are they just talking about cake? <laughs> Because now, I mean, sure, you're baking a cake. We knew a cake is going to be happening. We knew the cake was inevitable, but I don't know why it is that you just had to let us know now, oh, yeah, I, by the way, I'm making a cake. I mean, we all kind of inferred that there was a cake going to be made. And the ingredients at this point have kind of gone stale because the ingredients have been sitting out on the counter for almost a year, you know. <laughs> I, sure, I'm going to go okay, get some new cake. fresh ingredients for your cake, first of all. And second of all, <laughs> it, there was a specific day that was cake day, and we had to do something for cake day because the last time cake day came around, we didn't do anything, and everybody got really mad at us, like really mad at us, because all I we did was, was uh, <laughs> change our profile picture to a picture of another guy who uh, was part of the cake. Um, so... We really needed to do something for cake day, and this is what we did for cake day, which was telling you that we're going to make that cake finally. But I would like to know what ingredients are in the cake. I mean, at this point, yeah, there's cake, but, like, what are the ingredients? What all is going to be in there? Is it going to be a sweet cake that's got nice HD graphics? Or, like, is it going to be a complete cake? Is it going to be, like, a gluten-free cake that's just, like the base game and that's it and charges for the DLCs or the DLCs won't even be in there. Like well, you're definitely going to get announcement. You're definitely going to get some of the cake that you've enjoyed before. Okay. This is definitely a cake 
that you have eaten before and you have liked. Now, is there going to be extra levels to this cake? I can't necessarily say. But, you know, because there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> but you're definitely going to get at least that cake that you liked in the first place. And yeah, I am making this cake at EA, so most likely I'm going to charge you for the frosting. You just need to come to terms with that. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. It's <laughs> this this almost the announcement while it could have been a nice from scratch cake that was made was very much just box Betty Crocker. It was like, okay, yeah, there's a cake. How and that can definitely be a cake. Then we've kept this cake thing going as long as it was. I'm thoroughly impressed that we've kept it going. And it's Let me none just of the analogies have been outlandish. <laughs> as somebody who has enjoyed a nice cake and a cake from a box Betty Crocker, sometimes box Betty Crocker cake is all you need. Sometimes it's all you need, Neil. I'll tell you this, though. Before you know what the cake is in the end, it's nice to be happy about the cake that you now know is being baked. Whereas before, you weren't actually sure the cake was being baked. You just knew we had all the ingredients and that we had your phone number and like to send you pictures of eggs. Um, now, the cake is actually being baked. Whatever that cake is, we at least know it's being baked, so we should be able to be happy about that. But, but how can I be excited about the cake when I don't know how it's how it's going to turn out, or at least what you want it to be like? You, you get right now. All we know is literally like they could have just slapped the word "cake" on the screen, <laughs> and, which is basically <laughs> what they did. That's literally what they did. It's like, yep, here's a cake. Cake is coming. Okay. And that's okay. about it. Like, All right. Let me step away from the cake metaphor for a second. Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just, like, disconnect immediately. I'm fucking out. I quit. Um, uh, when somebody shows you an announcement trailer for a game that you are really – that you really want to see, are you excited about that announcement trailer? I mean, I not – don't. Don't even think about Mass Effect. I'm trying to prove a point yeah. here. Just follow my logic. I'm talking about a game that you thought was going to come, like a sequel or something that was going to come, and you see the announcement for it, trailer for it. Do you get excited about that announcement trailer? I think the difference in it oh lies... No, seriously. Ask the, the question. difference killing lies... Me. Well, that's the thing is it depends on how like my response to that depends on how exactly, you know, it's been presented like Fable when Fable right. got okay. we knew Fable was a thing. And then right. when they showed that Fable announcement trailer, like, OK, great. Here it is. A nice brownie like to bring it back right. to the, <laughs> the, the baking analogy. Fa Fable, Fable's, no. Fable's fair because Fable, honestly, I feel like Fable is very comparable to this situation because what they gave us was just they should have had so much more. Yeah, and that's that's literally my the the, the argument that I'm making with this is right. it's been kicked around for so long. We've known it's been a thing for so long, and the absolute bare minimum that you can do is throw out 
an announcement trailer that doesn't even say what they're going for. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I, I very rarely do this, but I'm going to go ahead and yeah. concede the point to you. I think you're right. I think that's fair. I do think that we should still be excited that we finally got confirmation that we're getting this thing that we want. Like, I, I mean, don't again. Yeah. Like I, I am, I am happy that it's finally been announced and it's real, you know, because there's right. been plenty of things out there that, to go back to Fable, we thought I was beginning to think that it wasn't real because it had been gone on about for like two plus years before we got any actual confirmation that it was a thing. So, like, I mean, on that level, yeah, like I'm I'm happy that there's been an announcement, but I just think that there there could have slash should have been at least a little more a little something more well like i said i'm conceding the point to you i i think that as a debate you're not wrong at all i i'm just i was very excited uh to find out that that game is is coming out like uh, i i i don't know like it for me just the fact that they're finally doing that collection just got me so excited that like i didn't care anymore um but like I said, I concede the point to you. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I want to pivot now, if that's okay with you. Sure. Um, Are we still t- talking about cake? Can I let you want to just talk about off? cake for the rest of the like? <laughs> let's let's talk about cake. No, um, no lie. I mean, that's all I'm thinking about now. Is I cake. feel like at least once house. a month we need to bring the cake metaphor back as a metaphor for gaming. <laughs> I think that's a, that's, that's got to be a thing. Um, okay, so Mass Effect. Let's let's pivot to the Mass Effect collection. As you have just said. We don't know what it's going to be, right? Don't know. Right. What does it need to be, in your opinion? What, it, what, what, do they, what do they need to have in there? What does it need to be for you to be like, yes, this is what I wanted? Like, uh, uh, that's not a – that felt weirdly aggressive. I, I, I'm just trying to start no, a conversation. No, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I – that – and I think it doesn't need to do anything crazy. While there had been rumors floating around – that they might be overhauling some of the systems from the like the original game, yeah, uh, and like implementing them more in the way of what happened in two and three. Right. Um, I, all I ask of it is to just have up-res graphics, and if anything else, I think uh, wishful thinking uh, to have the game transition in such a way to not have like have the option to play the three games individually or right. have the option to play like the Chronicle to where you don't <laughs> have to load in your old file from the first game, whatever like that into the second to where you can literally finish the first game and it goes to black and it mm. just loads you right into the second game. Mm. I think that would be really cool and interesting. Mm. Uh, I don't think it necessarily has to approach remake territory. That being said, if it did, that would be absolutely amazing and truthfully would make it feel like a brand new game. But um, I okay. I don't have I, I all I want is the complete package with all the DLCs and updated graphics. Okay. Uh so for me, one thing that that's always bugged me is I actually liked Mass Effect 1's system better than the other two. Like, I liked the story of the other two and the way you play the other two, but I, I actually liked the first one better. I liked those heavier RPG elements. 
Um, yeah. However, if I'm looking this looking at this objectively, uh, playing those games, and I I did recently. I not too recently in the last like five years. I've I played through them all again. Uh, I'm back backwards compatibility. Um, so I played them right in a row. You know, the first time I yeah. played them as they came out. The second time I played them right in a row. And it's jarring. It is really jarring to go from like one to two. And then even from two to three, like each game's systems are so monumentally different. I think as a whole, it would behoove Bioware to universalize those games. Uh, especially if you're playing through them one after the next. It would just make so much more – like if it's going to be the heavy RPG elements, it is. If it's going to be twos, if it's going to be threes, whatever. But just universalize how those games play um, because it's jarring to go from like one to two. Like it really is. Oh, and yeah. I think yeah. – I, I know that approaches remake territory, but I think if you're releasing a collection of them, you're telling people to play them in a row, and I think people are going to be like – I think that's going to be the biggest complaint is, oh, wow, I played these separately. I had no idea how different these games were, you know? Even from two to three, like three is closer to two than two is to one, but it's a very different game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I was just going to jump into your point. I think if they do any, if they do that sort of unifying sort of thing, I think my own personal opinion, I would I would prefer that they do... Uh, two's system mm. more so than any of the other ones i two is to me is still the best in the entire series see but, i like i thought two was the best game overall um but i actually prefer one uh just because i liked those uh, like heavier rpg i liked equipping my secondary characters i liked actually like giving loadouts to all my characters like one was a little bit more of a tinkerer's game you know what i mean yeah like, and I'm not knocking two. I'm not trying to say, like, one is better than two or even argue with you on that point. I'm saying that, like, two was very much an action game with some RPG elements. One was a role-playing game with some action elements, you know? And yeah, I uh, tend to lean more into the tinkerer's build sort of situation. Uh, honestly, what I'd love is if they found a way to take the best of all three and put them all into one. You know, take those heavier RPG elements from the first one, marinate that with the second one's heavy action, uh, you know, and even get some of the, the stuff in three. Like, that would be great, you know? Because each one does something really good that the other ones don't. Um, and then each one has something where you're like, man, I wish they did this thing from two or they did this thing from one, you know? Wish they just do that. Just universalize them. Uh, you know, I actually have to ask you now, um, are, are you hungry or something? Because first we're talking about cake and then you're just talking about marinating elements with other <laughs> elements Dude, of a game. I am a 39 year old <laughs> fat guy. I live and breathe hungry, Neil. Like it is nonstop hungry. <laughs> Plus my wife's on this diet right now. Um, that if she's on a diet, I've got to kind of share it, you know, like I'm not yeah. going to be the jerk who eats a pint of ice cream right in front of her you know uh, <laughs> while, while she looks at me i ate a cookie in front of her and i felt like an asshole so like that's going on right now and that just makes me hungrier because i'm addicted to food but um anyway i uh the other thing i do want to spend a, first of all are you stop watching because i am not totally oh yeah i'm 
Stop. I'm stop watching. Are we doing okay on time? Because there's one other thing I want to talk about a little bit in this talking point. Uh, d- define okay. Ah, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted, the new game. Uh, I'm actually kind of bothered that they told us about this. I, I feel like this is way too early to even say that it's in the works. I feel like this was a desperate thing to add to N7 because all they had was the announcement trailer of the collection. And uh, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like it was like, eh, tell them we're working on something. And I hate it when companies do that because we don't have any footage, we don't have any idea of it, we don't. Not only that, who the hell is working on it? BioWare is a two is a two-team company. Who the hell is working on that new game? Like, who? It's, yeah, especially given the fact that, that we have the uh, new Dragon Age somewhere in development along the lines. We have this Mass Effect collection now, and theoretically this new Mass Effect game. That's three projects between two teams. Either something's been shelved or they have a team split, which is not a good thing to do. Not a good thing. Um, and I know they've moved a lot of stuff off Anthem, but like Anthem is been getting a ton of press lately for their 2.0 information. So that is actually a thing that's happening. Like they're actually working on that. That means they've got a team on that, you know? Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Plus I mean, you got Dragon's s- Age, which is just nonstop always being worked on. You've got this remaster. Who is going to be working on a new game? And if they are, is this thing even in production or is it like two guys storyboarding something, you know? I think that's what it is. It's probably pre-production at this point. Well, I and mean, if, if that's the way it is, they shouldn't have told us. Yeah, and honestly, th- whenever I heard that, I got flashbacks of Andromeda because they did the same yeah. thing with yeah. Andromeda. Like, oh, we're working on the next entry in the Mass Effect series. And then everyone started you know, drooling and like waiting for it, and then they just shoved it out the door you know, yeah. for for anthem and just to get it to people and stuff like that well and i'm still pissed now, off at the way they handle andromeda because that still is my favorite mass effect game and i know everybody out there just like dropped their mouth open but i loved andromeda there was so many awesome things about andromeda that i absolutely loved and like there was a ton, a ton of broken things i'm not saying that it was good i'm saying that there was a ton of broken things they also left it with a cliffhanger how dare you make a whole new entry without wrapping that shit up? Like that's God, that's just such a shitty thing to do. You know, you know what would be interesting though, if they, because I guess, I guess spoilers for the, for the trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. uh, If you've not played it at the very end of the third game, uh, that it's basically established that <clears throat> all of this, the whole thing was a story being told to a child. Right. What if Andromeda was one that they, they start this new story and it like be the, the next game in the series is like a flashback of everything that happened to Andromeda. And just as the person telling the story is about to get to what happens at the end of Andromeda, like the screen cuts and the kid is like, this is boring. I don't like this one. And then <laughs> just like goes into a new one, like, okay, okay. And that's their way of like erasing it from canon. 
That's terrible. I would be upset about that because I don't want it erased from canon. I want it finished. I have a rider out there, and I really liked my rider, and I really like those characters. I don't want it to just be some fucking story being lied to some kid about. Like, oh, I don't, I'm going to get on a rant about this. I Like, I hate it when companies just quit on things. I hate it. I hate it. And they yeah. just quit on this. They just quit on it. And now they're saying, well, we're going to do another one. Well, finish the one that you did before. That's like mm. it's like building I half mean, a house and then being like, eh. And then just moving on to another house. Like, it, it stop doing that. Finish I mean, what you started. And obviously, they can't go back to it at this point. Like, we're two years out. They, they've, they've abandoned that project. I get that. But, like, they should have stuck with it in the first place. And resolved it. Unless they are, this next entry in the series is going to be them wrapping that storyline up to finish that out. Like, I, I didn't end up finishing Andromeda. We went out and got it, you know, the day it came out. And I put maybe five, six hours into it and just kind of put it down and literally haven't touched it since. So, I mean, I don't know what happened at the end, but I feel like they could, I mean, if they're dedicated enough, finish that all off. It would be kind of weird if they just left whatever happened at the end of Andromeda just be a nebulous thing and just like, meh, it's whatever. Try to write it off as a spinoff. I think that would be, that wouldn't be great. I mean, that being I, said, though, it would fit with EA's, you know, past. Yeah, I think past. that's what's going <laughs> to happen. I don't think they go back to that project at this point. I feel like, though... They should have just taken the page out of Ubisoft's book in the first place and just stuck with it and tried to bring it back, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, I think, honestly, the only reason that Anthem is coming back is because BioWare kind of put their foot down and was like, no, you got to let us try and make this good, you know? Um, right. And I don't think they did it hard enough for Mass Effect, but just the the – just the the quitter mentality of that is just so frustrating to me. Like, if you commit to something, do it. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I think we can move on now if you want. Only if there's cake. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our next talking point. Guys, this is the last podcast before next-gen systems start to come out the door. Um... So, I figure we need to spend some time on it. Neil, uh, the first thing I want to do right off the bat, who do you think wins? Uh, just prediction. Like, who do you think wins in the initial? Let's do that. In the in the initial window, I'm going to say uh, uh, just because of, I think, strictly the appearance of things and how they sit currently, I think it's going to be Sony's going to win right out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft has already said, like, we're not expecting to blow the doors off of anything. Um, but we've already come across like, shortages with the PlayStation 5, which we knew was going to happen anyways. Right. We knew that was going to be a thing. And now it's come out too that <clears throat> they aren't even going to be having PlayStation 5s in store for sale on launch day. <laughs> so... Yeah, so those who pre-ordered their consoles uh, like can just go to the store, pick up their console, and that's it. But outside of that, they aren't even going to have shelf space to sell them. 
And I um, think I think that's a real negative in PlayStation's uh, uh, um, column. The other, they've had some real bad press lately too, with the whole faceplate thing, which we talked about, we touched on last week. Um, but now some of their demo <laughs> systems have started on fire. Well, that was actually going to be one of my odds and ends, but I'm going to touch on that now. I mean, we're um, in it. we might as well. Best Buy is just a bunch of idiots, though. So you know how it's always traditionally been uh, display units are always kept in these plastic cases, you know, and as it, you know, normally is, they put the demo unit in one of those plastic cases. These next gen consoles are doing crazy stuff, right? You have it locked in a plastic case with no air. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it caught on fire because it was, you know. Well, I don't know if it actually like burst in flames, but you know, overheated and whatnot. Right. Because right, it was right. trapped in a plastic box right. with no air. Right. So I mean, those sort of headlines don't do them any favors because it's not like the whole story. Well, um, and I agree with that. I think that you're right. Like, I think that some idiot locked it in a box and it overheated like one hundred percent. Um, still nobody looks at those headlines and thinks some idiot locked it in a box other than like people like you and me, you know, uh, most, the common people look at it and go, they're starting on fire. I shouldn't buy them. Right. You know? Right. So and that, that's, that hurts. That, I think. Yeah. And I think that, that that's just more so news outlets looking for a story to run, not necessarily like Sony hiding something. Oh, they actually overheat, you know, I mean, that's just common sense. I mean, we've actually looked already and I'm, I'm a little nervous about where we have to put our PS five because of our actual entertainment center. Yeah. Our only options are really going to be standing it up on the side of the TV, which is not good because we have cats mm -hmm. and, uh, or laying it down inside of a cubby and you got to do some special our, stuff to that. Like they don't, they, their design is probably their biggest weakness in my opinion. Um, like their, uh, uh. their stats aren't great, like compared to the Series X, but I feel like they've gotten past that, or they're close enough that it doesn't really matter that much. But like their design is just—it's too heavy, it's too clunky, it's awkward, it looks like crap. It's just—it's just not good. Uh, but in regards to the, you know, getting back on, you know, the actual generation as a whole, right, everything right. like that. Uh, Sony has some stuff that's, you know, their next gen stuff, or at least what people were understanding to be next gen stuff is going to be on its way out here soon within the 2021 year. Right. Uh, they actually just released a trailer this morning. And uh, if you look in the, uh, the little text at the bottom of the trailer for the games that they're showing, most of this stuff is going to be coming the first half of 2021. Right. So, which is good, you know, well, that's because both saying. consoles, well, I mean, yeah, currently both consoles are really suffering from a lack of launch titles that require the hardware. I mean, right. Miles Morales is going to be coming out. Ratchet and Clank is going to be a launch window game. So those are going to be like the main PlayStation 5 ones outside of our standard Call of Duties and right. and NBA, NFL, you know, that sort of fair. Um, well, and I think Xbox 
that puts a point in their favor. I think when you're looking at uh, week launch titles or, or week launch lineups, uh, I think it that kind of thing favors Xbox because they're the more powerful system for the same price. Uh, they're a little bit their design is a little bit more living room friendly. Um, so that is kind of a point for them. I think also you're right. I, I think PlayStation is going to win right out the door. I think Xbox has a longer-term strategy that I'm interested to see how it plays out and whether or not they can stick to their guns on it. I think that's going to be a big thing because like, I feel like in a lot of ways they tend to uh, say these big ideals and then kind of do something that you're like, okay, if you're going to do these, if you're going to say these big ideals, then you have to stick to them, you know? Well, in regards to, you know, games too, the launch games, it's kind of an issue, at least from what I, my personal view with the PlayStation 5, it's an issue that they framed Miles Morales and, you know, Horizon as, well, these are PS5 titles. Right. But it's one of those things where like, well, they're actually going to be on PS4 also, but they were built for the PS5 and scaled down and this, that, and the other thing. So, I mean, th- that still that still kind of chafed me a little bit. But uh, in regards to that, that overall idea, you know, Microsoft has been very, from the start, like, hey, you don't have to buy our console right at launch. Right. You don't need it if, right. you know you're still going to be good for like a year or two before you start getting into the stuff that's, you know, going to have to run on the new console. So the argument of launch title games uh, or launch titles for these consoles is a different conversation between the platforms because of the phrasing around them in general. Well, I, I, I could go on a rant about Miles Morales. I think every PlayStation person should be pissed about that game. Um, because that should have come with a season pass on the original game. Like that's a DLC, seven hours in an open world game. And you want to pay a full $60 for it. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I don't want to get on a fight about that. I do think that Xbox is, is, is straight up has been, and is about, we want you on games pass. That's where we want you. We don't really care what system you buy, uh, how you buy the system, how you decide to play on Games Pass. They want you in that infrastructure. That's what they want. They want you on a subscription. Right. And uh, I think I think in the long term, that's, that's going to make things very interesting. I think Xbox is a much more fighting chance the longer this continues, the, the more years pass. I think right now, it's PlayStation's game. I think PlayStation has some hurdles, though, that they need to, they need to really address that they're not addressing properly. Yeah, I mean, especially too, given the the Bethesda acquisition, and mm. now that EA EA Play is going to be coming to its part of Games Pass, also, I mean, this is the, it's definitely once games start really rolling out for those services, well, for uh, the Bethesda games at least, more so new launch titles coming to Game Pass. That's gonna when that's gonna be when the scale starts to tip a little. Wow, yeah. I. I'm not good at talking right now. I mean, I don't I don't even think Xbox should make it exclusive. Uh, You know, I I wanted to do a terrible talk on this for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I don't think exclusivity is a good business decision. And I think Phil Spencer realizes that whether or not he can convince um, the rest of the Xbox people of the same thing. But I think I think with Bethesda, 
Uh, I think it's a great acquisition. I think you put every one of those games on PlayStation. You put them on for $60. You have at least one DLC that's exclusive to Xbox, and you put them all on Games Pass. Well, that's probably because Coco is sick of you. So why don't you just relax? I think Coco's over there in that chair, but don't bug her. Um, I think that uh, you uh, you have this situation where, like, um, you, you say, okay, we're going to put it on PlayStation. It's a full $60 purpose on PlayStation, but you guys can get it on PlayStation no problem because we're going to get that $60. Um, or you can be on Games Pass. You can play it for free. Uh, not only can you play it on Games Pass, but you can play all the DLC for free through Games Pass. And we're going to give you one exclusive DLC that's exclusive to people who are playing it on Xbox. And then at that point, like, not only do you, like, make real nice with the PlayStation fans, you give everybody a reason to be in your infrastructure over PlayStation, but you make money off the other company. And that's really what these companies need to start looking at. They need to stop looking at it like, we need to make money off our stuff, and we need to make money more money off our stuff than their stuff. You need to start looking at ways to make money off the other people's stuff. That's what you need to do. Because once you start doing that, you have fiduciary solidarity basically yeah and i i think i think that's what you do with xbox uh, with bethesda you say yeah you can buy it anywhere you want but if you come to xbox you're going to get it for the subscription and you're going to get it for uh, and you're going to get something little extra there you know yeah and then every playstation fan will be happy with you they'll be like hey man xbox is cool they released it on my system i don't have to buy a new system for this but i gotta pay 60 dollars but that's all right i can get it on playstation and every xbox fan is like yeah we we get it for games pass you know i don't know yeah that's my thought process I, I, on that yeah no and then uh i i do have to say though like given everything how it's all played out I do wonder how the long term is going to play out for these consoles, because as it stands right now, where Microsoft is with their console, it's, it's like something uh, like uh, like 15 percent more powerful or something mm -hmm. uh, than the PlayStation 5. Granted, it all comes down to yeah. how they optimize the games for the consoles. So right. we'll see that here soon. Once we get the Call of Duties and everything coming out, the same games across the next well, gen, it'll be really interesting um, to see the cap too, because like that that helps in right. the long term. Because if the Xbox Series X in two years, if the games that are coming out on Xbox Series X are just like blowing the PlayStation Five ones out of the water because of that fifteen percent, we're gonna start to see a shift, you know. And that's actually what I was gonna start getting to was the fact that i no you're good i didn't mean to eat uh, a cake. no <laughs> it's mine it's um, my cake. <laughs> no uh i i wonder what the hardware revisions are gonna look like and when they're gonna come because microsoft's hardware revisions now are like they're doing away with the generation so it's just like hey here's the next update but uh, Sony is still in the traditional generation sort of idea. Right. So in three years from now, when the PlayStation 5 slim, quote unquote, I don't know how much more they can slim down that big old beefo, <laughs> but uh, like, what is that going to look like? What are the specs going to look like? What are the, what's the difference going to be in these consoles at that point? Especially given the fact, like I said, 
the Series X is already technically more powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, how, again, how they end up doing stuff is different because the SSD, uh, if I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the SSD on the PlayStation 5 is faster than that I on believe. the Series X. Here, yeah. However, we're already seeing differences in optimization of games uh, in the reviews now that have come out for the consoles they're loading the same games side by side and the series x is loading games faster right. than the playstation 5 but the playstation 5 has the faster ssd but those games of course were not built for it so right. like there's a lot of different layers and different aspects to look at of it and i just want to see like when all the cards are on the table and everyone's had these consoles in their homes for right. a year when these companies both meet back at the table and are like, okay, what's the next version look like? Right. What they're going to start considering and where they're going to go with the designs. Well, and again, I think PlayStation has to have a fundamental shift in the way they approach media and console gener uh, and console generations. And that's... Uh, and I'm not trying to knock Sony, guys. I really not. Their system is winning. It's just their mentality about this is old school. And old school is old school for a reason. Um, it's not taught anymore. And that that's the thing. We're going to start getting into a position where Sony's going to start losing out because nobody wants to do it the way Sony wants to do it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a, they need to have a fundamental restructuring of how they do these console generations because i mean you're looking at a generation where we're going to be starting to be able to buy fire sticks and just play anything on games pass you know stuff like that um sony's current model can't compete with that if that's good enough to play you know yeah and honestly neither one of these companies could have competed with stadia if stadia had done things right and they didn't and that's why stadia lost but i'm telling you right now they would have had a hard time with Stadia if Stadia had just restructured a couple of things differently. What's Stadia? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to odds and ends. Uh, this is the part of the show where we like to do quick talking points. Uh, news stories that we found that aren't worth an entire talking point, but that we want to mention. Uh, so, Neil, take us away. All right. Well, right out of the gate, um, there's this one here. Uh, and uh, it's already made its rounds, too. I know Kev shared it in uh, the Discord as well. Uh, GameStop. Oh, my God. GameStop <laughs> was no longer because they since they've got a backlash from this. Uh, GameStop was trying to get their employees and store managers to do TikTok dance challenges <laughs> on TikTok and try to make them go viral. The reward for winning this challenge was 10 more labor hours during the week of Black Friday. I uh, this is disgusting. Like uh, literally dance for me dance for me and I will give you money. Like, well, not even give you money. I'll dance for me and I'll give you work. Yeah. Like I, I, this is gross. Like there've been, you know, some shady things that have happened and it's just like another, like, 
bam, another layer to this cake. If we're keeping the analogy going, mm-hmm. just disgusting, 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 terrible. Uh, again, the company has since reversed this because they got such backlash on it as they should have. But yeah, I don't, I mean, you don't even have to say anything about it. You're just hearing it on a surface level. If you were giving the employees like, oh, and then you get like, like $500 worth of gift cards to disperse between your team at the store or right. something like that, that would kind of make sense. But 10 more labor hours? Come on. Um, okay. So first of all, because you forgot, Neil does not speak for anybody other than himself. On the subjects of GameStop, his opinion is yeah. his, his alone. I don't. I don't want yeah, you to miss I, one. I don't want you to miss yeah, one. Yeah, especially this one. Yeah, I, know I that, just. I know that I'm gonna get a little hate for this, but I didn't get actually that mad about this. Um, I'm gonna say right now, I'm not defending it. It was terrible. I feel like this was somebody's stupidity, though. There's there's two types of mistakes I see. Uh, like evil is when GameStop forced people to stay open and use the pretense that they were essential. Like, that to me was, like, evil. Selling hand sanitizer that wasn't backed by the FDA just because they needed to make money, evil. Like, stuff like that's evil. I feel like this was, like, uh, like an exec who thought this was just a really great idea and just got really sad at the backlash. I, I feel like... Because there was other prizes that were involved in this, but it was only for the store manager. Yeah. Like if you read the if you read the article that the it's the store store leader is supposed to get everybody to dance and then the store leader gets like an Amazon Echo and a hundred dollars or something like that if if his store wins and then he also gets ten free labor hours to give to somebody. Um and that to me, like I almost felt like this was a thing that was like almost like in the fine print. Everybody kind of focused on it, and it is shitty. But I, I feel like this was stupidity. I feel like somebody was like, like Mike, did you really put hours in this? And Mike was like, What? I thought it'd be a good idea. Everybody could dance. And Mike, we gotta fire you, man. You can't, you can't make people dance for hours, dude. <laughs> like that's that's how I felt like this. I'm sorry. I mean, I can I can see that as well, but I, f- I felt like this was ignorance, time, not. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it was some, if it was literally, if the idea came from a bunch of just suits at a table that like are just higher up executives, right? Yeah, you just okay, don't I understand their that. shit. But, that's that's what I felt but like. If it came at the same time, if it came from like the PR division who like, you know, specializes in that sort That's of stuff. True. That's stupid. Then... But I, I still, I think it's just bold faced dumbness. I don't necessarily think this was like, I wasn't as bothered by it. I chuckled and like, I would be more bothered by it if it was something they sent out to every employee and it was just for hours. Like everybody does this TikTok, And uh, if you win the TikTok, we let you work harder on black Friday. But it wasn't. It was sent out to a store manager, and that store manager also could compete for prizes. And that store manager got to assign those 10 hours to an employee during a busy time in, in the thing, which 
basically more or less meant we can have more employees during a busy time. Uh, other stores can't, which is wrong. Like I said, I'm, I'm not defending it. It's wrong. It just it didn't scream malicious to me. It would have screamed malicious if they were like, hey, everybody do this TikTok conference competition and anybody who wins gets 10 extra hours like specifically them on black friday that would have been but like the competition was for the store leaders to organize their people you know what i mean like i don't even think the people who sent it out meant for the people under the store leaders to know that they were supposed to be getting extra hours to to assign you know i that that part i don't know I mean, that's, if it was something I, that was how it buried... felt to me, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not defending GameStop. They're a terrible company. I'm just saying, I don't feel like this was as evil as half the other shit that they've done. You know? Yeah. If, if it was something that was buried in the fine print, like okay, maybe I can see that. But I think if it was front and center, like, hey, here's some labor hours. Dance for us, monkeys. Right. Like, right. That, right. That's exactly. like. But like when I read the article itself, like read it top to finish, it didn't feel like that. It felt like like I don't even think they meant for the normal employees, non the shift lead, to know about that. Okay. That was weird. My dog just went crazy. Pause for a sec, okay? Yeah, you good. <clears throat> Everybody needs to calm down. Seriously. That's not cool. Stop chasing her. Good gravy. All right, I'm back. Okay. All right, so my turn. Uh, yeah. Edit odds. Okay. Uh, all right. So my first one is very interesting one. So Godfall comes out this week on Thursday. Um, anybody who doesn't know, it's a looter slasher from Gearbox and Counterplay Games. Um, and it was originally billed as a PS5 exclusive when it was first announced. They then changed that to say it's PS5 or PC exclusive, which made me and Phil very excited. We're both getting it and playing it. Um, however, this just got found out. It's actually only a timed exclusive in yes. until May 2021. After May 2021, they can put it on Xbox or even Switch if they want. Uh, however, I don't know how this could run on Switch because no. <laughs> my brand new graphics card isn't actually big enough. So, um, so yeah. So, what do you think about that, Neil? Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think I kind of saw this coming. Like it, the second that something goes to two of the main platforms. I mean, there's four of them at this point. 
if you've got anything go at least to two, chances are it's gonna at some point come to at least one more if two, if not two of the others. Uh, I don't know. I never point. see Horizon coming to Xbox, and that's on PC. Yeah, I mean, that that's different. I think it depends on the platform as well. But, I mean, I guess it's making... The, own, the, the the point against what I was going to say by <laughs> using that logic because I was going to say, I mean, first it started on PS5 and then it's like, okay, well, PC. <clears throat> and then now theoretically later on, yeah, I never expected Horizon to go to the PC either. But I mean, Sony's now, you know, expanding their yeah. horizons as it were. Yeah, um, because Ghost of Tsushima's on PC as well. I think that there's... Right. I honestly think somewhere behind the scenes something happened between PlayStation or Sony and Counterplay Games because, like, I, I, I've watched their stuff. They pimp PlayStation pretty hard. Uh, like, they were talking about their controller in their last, like, live stream um, and the haptic feedback, which is, like, who gives a crap about that? Um, I mean, people give a crap about that, but, I mean, as if you're watching a live stream about a game, you don't want to hear about the controller for the system that it's going to be on. Um, but... I feel like something happened between, like, because first it was only going to be on PS5. Like, that's how they announced it. Then they announced it was going to be on PC long before the release date. Now it's just about to come out, and they're like, yeah, it could come to Xbox. You know, like, I feel like, I feel like they're like, we need to put this everywhere, you know? Yeah, I mean... I'm st- the the jury's still out for me as to whether or not I'll jump on that. I know it's a live service sort of thing, even though they not they they claim that it's not whatever. It's very That's mercurial. The separate rabbit. Uh, yeah, it's, very. It's, yeah. Mercurial yeah, it's a rabbit hole. What it is? I uh, I I've watched a lot of stuff on it, and it it looks like all types of me and Phil Billy game, but like at the same time, they keep saying it's. It's not a games of service. Like I feel like it's going to be in the in the vein of like Borderlands Three. That's, That's what it kind of yeah, yeah kind of looks like. That's what it I, feels like the combat looks like it's totally my jam. I just need to know like how it winds up being implemented and the 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 live service aspects implemented. And also, I mean, originally I was going to get it as a launch title for mm-hmm. my PS Five, but. I mean, it requires PlayStation Plus, and oh. like I said before, like I don't play anything online with people on PlayStation at all, so I'm not gonna sub up for you know the the PlayStation online service for one single game. Well, its recommended graphics card on PC is a 5700. We got 5600s in ours, me and Philbilly, and I was shocked. That that is the recommended setting of that game. I'm kind of I surprised mean, it's even on the older systems, to be honest. I mean, you'll be. I, I think you guys will be okay. Oh, we'll be fine. We this is not. You won't be able to run yeah. it at ultra or anything. Oh well, yeah, we'll be. We'll be absolutely <clears throat> fine. I'm not worried about us playing it on it. I'm just saying, like, I was surprised to see that number. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. Go for your next one. All right. Uh, so uh, we've talked about this before. And it's been confirmed. Uh, the Xbox Series S, after the operating system and everything uh, that it needs, has chewed through the paltry 500 gigabytes of storage hmm. uh, on the system. <clears throat> They're only going to be 364 gigabytes of usable storage on the Xbox Series S. Um, 
And Microsoft apparently just feels confident about it. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, especially given, you know, the the older games, you know, current gen games, I should say, can still be played, you know, off of a standard external hard drive. Anything that comes next gen that you're going to be getting through theoretically Game Pass is going to chew through that really fast. Yeah, I just I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, don't. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand that. Like, here's the thing too. Like, you could technically put the newer gen systems on an external, and you just wouldn't be able to take advantage of the SSD, um, which, which you know sucks or whatever. But if if they, for me, if when they had made the S, they had just left, like, the state-of-the-art SSD out and given us more space, I would have been okay with that. Like, I would have been like, okay, I'll take the load times for the cheaper price. But at this point, you've made this system that, like, what, we can have, like, five games on it? Like, I, I don't understand yeah. why they did this. Like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for only $200 cheaper. Maybe if this was a $200 machine, but it's not. Like I don't know. Like part of me almost thinks the Xbox One X is better than this. Well, I mean, I don't know in that regard. Uh Like I mean, I can play like I don't know, like everything's going to be forwards compatible at the beginning anyway. So like I don't know, like I don't feel like this is the thing that they want it to be because of well, that storage. Right, and IGN's review had even said, too, what we had said in the past about this whole thing. Once you buy external storage that is compatible with the Series S, it's gonna I mean, you're already looking expensive. at $220, so you may as well just spring for the One X right. or Series X right. anyways. That's, like, that's it's a no-brainer at that point. Like, and if I you're going to have don't a half system... If you're going to have a half system, yeah, did he? If you're going to have a half system, I'm okay with that, but you can't make it so that the only way to use it is to make it as expensive as the big system, you know? Like very clearly they right. want this as a games pass system. I get that, but like you have to have space for the games to be on your hard drive. Like the space is still a thing that you need. Like I don't know. I almost feel like if you had left that big ass ssd out and giving me more space and just said hey you're gonna have load times on this but you can run it in four clay or whatever and you can run all the next gen games i would have been like okay i'm down with that i'll take the load times like i don't need that bell and whistle for i i'd give up that bell and whistle for 200 dollars. but what you're effectively doing here is giving us that be bell and whistle and making this system not monetarily smart you know right so i don't know um you, you ready for me to move on, or you want to add anything? Yeah. No, I mean, that was it. Okay. Uh, so this is just a funny one we can laugh about real quick. Watch Dogs Legion, one of my favorite games, possibly my game of the year. Love that game. Uh, it all works on procedural generation. Everybody knows what procedural generation is. It takes procedures, and it generates characters for you, basically. Um, well, what it does... Okay. You're okay. Uh, what it does with this procedural generation is it generates their entire bio. It generates like what they did for a living, and then it it tells you like like a couple of like flash things about them and uh, who they are and and their search history. It's very cool. However, sometimes it goes wrong, Neil. 
Hey, yeah, I already know what one you're going with on this, too. Somebody found a character in Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, that was a doctor who was listed as a pediatrician, uh, but their uh, their cool tag, their cool like flavor text is, they just ended a relationship with a patient. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're yeah. a pediatrician, that's illegal and you're a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's those just funny little yeah. mishaps. I, I just thought it was worth mentioning. It made me really giggle. Really giggle. Yeah. Um, you can yeah, go to your next I, one. I'm, that was it. Yeah. That was it. I, I would hope, though, that they go back through and reevaluate their generations and put, like, yeah. limits on what can be combined. Because that's sure one of those. Will. It's already received a couple of patches. I mean, I'm sure they're going to find those. I. I don't think anybody out there is thinking like, oh, Watch Dogs Legion meant for a pedophile to be in the game. You know, I, I think it's just a funny mistake of the procedural generation. Yeah. I think it's more so like an oversight than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, um, there have been some other oversights that I've noticed too, but they've been so like, you can almost explain them away, but not quite, you know, like. Like, yeah. oh, he's a drunk driver who is a cabbie, you know, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all right. Um, you can go ahead and go to your next one. I just wanted a quick right. laugh. Well, uh, speaking on storage, uh, again, this time for Sony, uh, the PlayStation 5's expandable storage uh, won't even be available Ooh. at launch. It sounds like it's physically locked down from a software level. Um, so there's, you can't expand the memory in that regard yet. Um, I guess that's something that's going to be unlocked or taken care of at a later date because there's not really drives that can take advantage of it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, also what that also does too, uh, it eliminates the possibility of using, uh, a hard drive like a pack mule for PlayStation five games, PlayStation five games must be stored on the internal storage. They physically cannot be moved to external storage to move them around. There's no way. So, so now say I have never in my life been so let down by a console generation. I don't know if it's because I'm old and cynical or because I recently switched to a PC or what, but like, I remember being excited about every console generation before this one, even with like crazy stuff like Xbox having a connect and possibly having to like, like register your games or whatever. I I was still excited for the next generation. I am not even excited for this generation. I think it's going to be a clusterfuck um, of bugs and issues and annoyances for better load times. It's just, I've never been so happy to not, be a console gamer anymore i guess i don't know just they, i just not excited about it at all yeah i mean it's worth noting that this stuff uh may only be like this because there's nothing that can really take advantage right. of it just yet right so i mean that could change over time but at least at launch you're not going to be able to move stuff around right. i feel so I still the feel like these consoles could have waited a year or two and would have been great like you know like yeah it would have been much better we would have been better off on the technology they would have been more affordable like i feel like 
I don't feel like we need these consoles that I feel like they're overbuilt. They're trying to do too much. And it just, God, the stuff that comes out about this. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. I didn't have a YouTube channel on the last generation. So maybe that's it too. But just, I am just so unhappy with the consoles at this point. It's yeah. sad when the, the console I think is the best right now is the Switch. <laughs> uh, okay, well? so my last one, uh, and this is crazy. EA announced that they're going to start production on multiple new sports franchises. What the fuck does that mean, Neil? They have every sports franchise already. Like, what weird-ass dodgeball game are we about to get? I mean, I think uh, an EA dodgeball game that's in the vein of something like something like craziness like nfl street sort of bonkersness that'd be really cool be fun yeah i think it'd be fun i I think that'd be cool but is that what we're gonna get like or are they just like we're gonna do a realistic rugby simulator like like and rugby's fine i'm not trying to install rugby i'm just saying like what are we gonna get out of this like what more sports do you have to sport i don't understand like Chess 2021. <laughs> Curling. Curling. <laughs> Figure skating 2021. It's in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, it's very strange to me. can really go. I mean, what is popular enough that doesn't exist already? Right. Right. Like, the only thing I can think of is if they got NASCAR back, but that's only one. Like, what else could they possibly be doing? I don't. I don't know. Like it, I'm very confused. Very confused by it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's it. That's all for me. I know you got one more. Yeah, just one more. Uh, <clears throat> going back to Avengers yet again. Uh, oh, God. Square Enix has reported a 6.5 billion yen loss, uh, which is somewhere around 6.3 million dollars. Uh, which sucks because apparently uh, it was primarily driven by Avengers and Avengers cost them a hundred million dollars to make and only caught co- only, only sold 3 million copies of the game. Yeah. That game, that game's a nightmare. I, I find it funny that you don't even own it and you talk more about it than I do. I honestly, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things that's like, when I saw Anthem go downhill the way that it did Anthem, I was like super excited about when it was first announced. And then when it was shown and everything, it was just bad after bad after bad. Uh, so I, I, still, I, mean, I were... think we should do one time. You should come over and we should record you playing Anthem for a couple episodes because I keep, I keep saying, I want to pick up a used copy of it. I was going to get it at GameStop when it was a dollar. I, but... I could just loan it to you, man. Seriously. Cause I, I'm not playing anything on my console right now. I could just loan it to you the next time you're over. I, it, it sucks because when you play it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. When like, you're like this, like you can, like the minute you play, you'll be like, I see how this could have been the greatest game ever made and why it is not, you know? And it's just, I hate those wasted potential moments because there's enough of it to get you like interested and involved, but not enough to like make you look past the crap, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. So I think that's it for odds and ends. We can move to horrible arena. I do believe. 
Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, that brings us to the moment of truth, the main event, the moment you guys have all been waiting for, the Horrible Arena. What is the Horrible Arena if you have never watched or listened? Well, first of all, watch and listen more. Really, people, we're worth it. Maybe. Uh, what we... <laughs> What it is, is we will pitch you guys a video game. Now, we pitch this video game based on pre-existing criteria that we choose weekly, if we can remember. Uh, Last week, Neil, it was his choice. We take turns. And he chose Toys to Life as the game. So, like, your Disney Infinity or your Amiibos, that sort of thing. Uh, Now, we have to take to the papers and we have to pitch you a game based on we have to pitch you a developer the game the name of the game and then you guys get to go to all the places and decide which one you would spend your hard-earned money on if you had to choose now the quantum coin has been tossed and that came up neil he gets to start us off neil take it away toys to life all right, so I'm going to preface this with uh, just saying that I did not get to do what I normally get to do and pre-type out my pitch. So it's going to be a hodgepodge full of just words, and hopefully it comes out all right. Um, so my game is going to be called Project Hometown Rescue, and it's going to be developed by Niantic. So the game would actually center around the use of little action figures. Uh, And these action figures, you would physically take with you out into the real world. You would be a a combination using the app, an app on your phone and the game itself on a console. You would take these action figures out and open up the app and the app would show you the actual map, but you would see events placed on the map. They would be like random, normal, like random battles that you can encounter, boss battles, side quests, thing of, things of those nature, of, of that nature, blah, um, out on the regular real world map, kind of how it is with Pokemon Go to some degree. You would bring those little action figures with you and you would walk around out in the town or wherever it is that you are. And you would walk to those physical points. Those points would then register with your action figures. It would be probably three of them for a traditional party group. And that would register as a conflict or event. So you would walk around and it would register with those. And whenever you're done, you go back home and you place these figures on some sort of pedestal that registers them connected to your console kind of like the skylanders uh the skylanders figures it would then load that data into the game and would have those actual things that you ran into in the real world be presented to you within the game so if you wanted to do a lot of grinding let's say to level up your party You would go through and you would walk a path out in the real world of just a bunch of random battles. You would take it home, load it up, and you would end up playing the game. It would work as a traditional turn-based RPG. You would grind out the battles that you encountered. And then from there, uh, you could just continue to kind of go around the world within the game of just like a basic town there would be some procedural generation elements within the town or within whatever area that you are in um 
to kind of pad things out while you're not actually walking around out in the real world because we can't all just go on walks every single day as <laughs> great as that would be. Um, but then like to progress the story, you would have to find like a boss encounter or something along those lines. You would walk around in the real world with those same figures and go ahead and fight that way. You would gain levels by grinding out these battles that are available that you find in the real world, but you would also get a little bit of experience for the walking in general. So let's just say that you don't want to have your app out open for this game and drain your battery or you're physically walking, doing a lot of walking somewhere, something along those lines. You can just have your figures on you and just walk around and gain experience that way. It wouldn't be much, but something's better than nothing. And of course, it wouldn't be a traditional toys to life if there wasn't like 8,000 of them that could be sold to you. So of course you could buy new figures to kind of pad out your party and make your party different. Let's say you want to build a party out of three mages, maybe like one white mage and two black mages or like some warrior warrior class, things of those natures. And of course you could just display them on a shelf. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my pitch as all over the place as it was because I didn't have a guide post. So yeah, <laughs> project hometown rescue. All right. Uh, interesting pitch. I, I don't hate it at all, man. I really don't. Uh, I like that you worked in, uh, kind of some AR elements to it as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's my turn. Uh, yes. My pitch, my developer is going to be Bandai Namco. Uh, my project is Project Gunpla. Okay, so uh, I think you already know where I'm going with this, but let me get into it. Uh, what is one toy, or I guess they don't call them toys, but one toy that you have probably at your home if you're a nerd that, you man, you wish you could do something with this toy, uh, and that is those Gundam models you worked on as a kid, man. Those were the best. You'd, you'd open them up, and you'd put the Gundam together, uh, start to scratch, uh, and then it just kind of sits on a shelf, and that's no fun. Uh, now, sure, there's tabletop rules to mess with it and whatnot, but I want to take that into the game space. So here's what this game would do. Here's what Bandai Namco would do. First, they would just start cataloging parts. Catalog parts and parts and parts and parts because you want to get those franking customs in there. That's got to be a big part of this. So what you would then do is you would basically take a picture with your phone of your mecha, uh, of all the parts that you want to be seen on your mecha. And each one of those parts is going to be a uh, given attributes and stats in, you know, the, the um, uh, not catalog, but you know what I mean. Uh, basically, that translates into the game. Uh, so at that point, uh, you can then translate your mecha, even your custom mecha, into this game. The game will then procedurally generate missions for you to play uh, with your mecha, with the just... Bandai Namco always does amazingly fun uh, uh, Gundam fighting. So that's what it'll be. You'll do missions in your Gundams, your custom Gundams that you'll be able to put in. Now, it gets more fun than that because you're going to get bored of just doing these procedural generations over and over again. So what then happens is your friends can come over and they can share with you their cool Gunplas, whatever, uh, and then those things will be added to your game. Now... 
they can play them in the two-player mode, but when you go into procedural generation later, the game will remember that they were in there, and they will set them up as reoccurring bad guys, almost like a nemesis system, that they show up in your game over and over again, and you fight. So the more you talk to people, the more you acquire new uh, customs from other people, the more they'll show up in your game, and you'll just have this very unique, uh, singular experience uh, in Gundams uh, with yourself with your friends um so yeah that's my project project unplot short sweet that's the way i want it and uh you guys get to go out there and you guys get to vote for whichever one you guys would spend your hard-earned money on and you can do it in all the places we're about to talk about next but before that we're on a roll i am remembering to actually state what we're going to do for next week and i'm pretty sure we've already done this once but i don't care it makes sense with this episode so we're doing it again neil Mass Effect is in production. Pitch your Mass Effect game. Your next Mass Effect game. The Mass Effect game as an entry to the series. I want to hear it from you. Hmm. And I yeah, will pitch mine. we did that one semi-recently, too. Uh, I don't think it was actually semi-recently. I think that you pitched a Mass Effect game based on another thing. Like, I, like the criteria was spin-off. Ah. Like I, I think yeah. it was something like that. I think it was something, something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a DLC or something. It works with this uh, with this plot uh, with this uh, story. So uh, I think it was at. I will say this: the Mass Effect game that you most recently pitched was at least in the old fifty-two. So it's fair game. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's pitch our our Mass Effect games next week. Um, and as far as that goes, uh, we're about to plug a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, guys, that's it. It's the end of the show, finally. I'm sure this went long, but whatever. Uh, so, Neil, do you have anything special you want to plug this week? Uh, not just uh, Halo Infinite Road is a thing. Uh, We're going to be recording more of those here soon. Um, outside of that, I just actually just want to briefly just mention... Uh, I don't know if anyone has seen in the Discord, whatever. These chuckle fucks here in their PCs have gotten me to finally get off my ass and start <laughs> getting pieces put together for uh, my own build. I mean, it's going to take me a while to get around to it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's beginning. That's, That's just... It's it's just information, it's just I guess. So much it's not really a plug. That stuff. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. Uh, you, Phil Billy can also always come over, and we can all do a build video against the other if you want. Once you have all the pieces, I was um, about to say at the rate that I'm buying things, <laughs> I bought my first, my one of ten pieces that I need. So at the rate <laughs> I'm going, it'll be yeah, about this time next year when it's done. <laughs> Well, I just want to go ahead and plug a couple of special things. Uh, number one, I did a three-part miniseries, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, finally dropped into Games Pass. Uh, so me, Phil Billy, and Filthy Phil, the troll extraordinaire, uh, decided to jump into Deep Rock Galactic. The first episode is up. It came out last Saturday. I'm going to release the next two episodes in the next two Saturdays. It actually did pretty good. It's up to 24, 24 views. If you haven't watched it, it's a lot of fun. That game is a lot of fun. It is just a good fun time if you got three people to play with. Um, so check that out. And then the biggest plug, probably, is next week. This week, 
there will be an episode up, but it's the but next week. Oh, I can't say this. It's gonna ruin something. Ah, that sucks. That sucks. I can't promote it. Ah, ah. Well, there's something coming out at there's some, some point coming that you're gonna want to pay attention yeah. to. It's oh, such a bummer because if I promote it, it kind of ruins the ending of this week's episode. All right. Well, I will shut up about that. Instead. Check out Halo Infinite Road. I love doing it. It's a lot of fun, and it's very funny. Um, okay, so that's it, guys. You can reach us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. You can influence this and all of our shows from there. Uh, as usual, anywhere you comment and talk to us, we'll try and get back to you. And as long as you guys keep watching and listening, we will keep making this. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. If I start to go on a rant... If I start to go on a crazy fucking rant that you're like, he's going to get yelled at for this, I want you to say saltines as loud as you can. Okay. Saltines. Can you do that for me? Right. I know yes. that's a big ask to basically rein yes. in my crazy. But if you, if I start to like hint towards some weird fucking rant that, that's, that somebody's going to misunderstand or that the internet's going to hate me for, just I want you to just yell saltines into the mic as loud as so, you can. And hopefully you know, that'll stop me. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, so you're, you're talking about like, you know, these insecurities and stuff like that. I have this I weird one thing is I'm always hyper paranoid when somebody ever gives me some sort of code word or something <laughs> that I'm supposed to remember that I forget it when I need it. And that's, I panic about it. like I genuinely panic great. about that. Like my that's great. We have a what if I wrote it in the stick. chat? Would that help? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like no, just salty. Usually, I usually I, I'll I'll remember it eventually. Uh, eventually, but it's like it's like five to ten seconds of misfiring. Like we have uh, we have a <laughs> that would be safe. hysterical. Just you start yelling things that start with salt in it. Salted tuna. It'll be like it'll salt, be like salted uh, salad. Uh, 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 salt. Yeah. Salt mines. Salt flats. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny because. Uh, we have a simply safe security system for the house. Okay. And one of, one of the things of it, it, it incorporates a safe word and to make any changes over the phone, uh, with the safe word, you have to say it or whenever there's a phone call, like if the system goes off, which happened to us when we were that time last year, when we were in Cincinnati, if the alarm goes off, the, they will call you. And before they do anything, they need to know the safe word because there's also another safe word that you can use that you say for like people who people who know, like, you know, how simply safe works. There's a secondary safe word that is like a secret safe word that actually means danger. Okay, like don't if somebody's say got a gun in your head. Words because I might use this for cold open or. Oh yeah, no, I, I already had planned. Safe words. Stop no. you right there. <laughs> yeah, I had already, I had already planned on okay. not. Uh, but that's them. that's the worst because it's too safe. Like that's like that's like too double. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And when it when the system went off when we were uh, when we were in Cincinnati, it was like four in the morning and oh my God, I had that moment of panic because of course, if my security system is uh, company is calling me, that never means good things. So right, <laughs> I immediately right. am already in the headspace of panic. And yeah, I struggled for a second to remember the word. 
I was like, oh my god. But yeah, and yeah, then you no, say the wrong one. You say the danger one when you're not. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you say oh, the god. danger one, then that's then that's cops show up to the house like you know <laughs> you gotta explain drawn. to the SWAT teams that there's nobody here 